It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Pancake Tuesday on your late lunch. Yes, it is. It's Pancake Tuesday on this show this afternoon. Louise, are you ready to are you ready to taste? Please tell me you're ready to I'm go there. I'm being spoiled. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Well, I tell them what I did this morning. I told you yesterday I'd do it. And I'm a man of my word. I always do it anyway. I made pancakes this morning, mid to late morning. And I have them with me here now in the studio, as I promised I would looking. do. Will you have a taste there? Mm. Tell me what you think. Tell me what. So what we have it with them. Tell the listeners what we're having on them. I'm going to give a little squeeze here. Lemon and castor sugar. Oh, listen. Isn't that what you said yesterday mm. was your favourite? Let yeah. me do this here. Anyway, you better be the judge because, like, I'm going to say one thing anyway. Have a little nibble there and tell me what you think. Karen just came in from... Oh, from Yummy. reception Karen's and said she's after giving me thumbs up what do you mm. think do you like them two thumbs up Jerry. they're gorgeous now they're, and they're so thin yes and I think that is the key to making pancakes I know people love them some people love them the thick pancakes you know what I mean but I have to say that for me <laughs> the li- the thin pancake or maybe you'd call it a crepe if we wanted to be a little bit French here the, today on the show anyway yes I love them thin and I love the lemon and sugar on them let me have a little taste there's not a scorch mark anywhere <laughs> perfect <laughs> <laughs> well I have to admit the first one was a little bit iffy, but I will say to you, anybody making them, the first pancake is always a little dodgy. But as soon as you get into your into your stride, they should be just perfect. But, oh, I, I'd say that myself. They're lovely. They're lovely. They're lovely. I just love pancakes. They're, they're fab, Jerry. Why Thank do you we... so much. Not at all. You're very welcome. But I have to say, you weren't the first person out this morning making pancakes. What? Yeah. Oh, no. I got a picture at something like... 10 to 8 when I was bleary eyed getting out of the bed yep. from Stephen Garrity in Terran Fagan and he with a pancake ah oh, Stephen he's a great Fair play to him. <laughs> he's a fantastic listener to the show we know he listens all the time and we were talking Very about steady. it yesterday so Stephen got up and did what we asked yesterday made the pancake 
Good on you, Stephen. Well done to you. Anyone else make a pancake today or intending making pancakes? Let us know. 086-1800-658. You can WhatsApp or text us to the show. If you have an old photo, WhatsApp it into us. 086-1800-658. I wouldn't say any of them as mad as myself, are they, Louise, to make pancakes a week ahead of the real date? Oh, you don't know. People have pancakes now, kind of. Lots, I'd say so. I, I wouldn't say Every so. Tuesday now, they don't wait for Pancake no. Tuesday. No. And I just have to have another little bit. That's it now. No more at this stage. Anyway. Yeah, it, I did find that um, bottle that I was saying that I bought last year of Odlums and you add the milk and you shake and, but it's out of date so I put it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I didn't trust listen, it. <laughs> listen, them ready mixes and ready made, forget about them. It's quite simple. In basic pancakes... And where's my book? I brought Delia in with me. I showed you Delia, didn't I? You did. I have Delia well Smith. Worn, Delia. Oh my God, there's bits of pancakes on the pages here from years <laughs> going back. It's Delia Smith's Cookery Course Part 2. And the story behind this is when I got married many, many moons ago, my wife said, you better learn to look after yourself there. <laughs> if you were thinking I'm going to, you have another thought coming. So I went down to Martin McKeown's shop in West Street in Drogheda and I bought Delia's part one, two and three and they've been my Bibles ever since. They're so well used. But I always go by her and what, what I want to say to people is uh, this is a dry run today for next week. Let's just look at it like this. A dry run for next Tuesday. You need milk, egg, flour. Milk, eggs and flour. That's it. They're the basic ingredients. Louise, you can't get anything more simple than that. Mm. And today on the show, what are we doing? We're talking to an egg person, a flour person and a milk person just to tee it up for next week. And what I'm going to do, they're all producers here in the northeast. I'm going to ask each of them for next week to give me their produce, a little of their produce to make the pancakes, you know, from local ingredients right here in the northeast, and fantastic ingredients as well. So that's going to happen through the show this afternoon. We're going to have a chat with them. They're really interesting people, I promise you. But anyway, again, it is so simple to make them. And all you need, a good pan. You need a good pan. And I have a good pan. I have a couple of good pans. A good pan. And heat it up hard first. Take it down to a medium heat and cook them on the medium heat. And away you go. And sure, it's just the simplest thing in the world. It really, really is. Anyway, we're living up... oil on the pan or anything for you? Butter, butter, butter. butter. Just a knob of butter. Let it sizzle a little. Don't burn it. And then wipe... Here's a tip for you. You know when you put the butter on the pan and let it sizzle a little and you have a little butter? Pour that into your pancake mix. Because all you do is mix together the eggs, the flowers, the milk. There's a drop of water in Delia's recipe as well. Small bit, a little bit of salt. Put the melted butter into the mix and give it a whip round within the mix. And leave your pan, it's almost dry. You know what I'm saying? It's just coated with the butter. And on with your mix then, a ladle full, as thin or as thick as you like. I like them thin, as I say. And away you go. I will say that Tara Walker one year made the American pancakes with his American style. And they are a thicker style pancake. But you know why I love them? She put blueberries in them, Louise. And probably and loads when, of cream. And when the blueberries would burst, you know when you eat the pancake, mm. was the burst of the blueberry was just lovely, lovely, lovely in them. Anyway, we are on our way with late lunch today with uh, a belly full of fat and a big tall hat and a pancake tied to his bum, bum, bum. Do you ever remember that little <laughs> saying as well? Do you remember that poem when you were growing up? Yes. Yes, indeed. It's a, it's a famous one going back many's, many's a day. Anyway, this Tuesday, like last Tuesday, we start the show to try and give you an old dig out or, or a steer on the shopping. Because last week, if you remember at this time, myself and Louise went shopping the weekend. She covered off Lidl and Aldi and I went to Tesco and my daughter, Sarah, thanks to her, went to Dunn's stores. And we compared all the prices with own brands, wasn't it, last yeah. week? We went with own brands. Now, we told you last week we were going to do something a little different. You know me and my brands, Louise? 
I love brands. The I food snob. <laughs> <laughs> I am a bit, I have to be honest. But I love my brands, I really do. So what I did this week, Louise did something a little different. Will we run through what I did first? Mm-hmm. So what Absolutely. I what I did, folks, was that this week I went to Tesco and like for like, we have 10 items. I bought brands, Louise, this week. OK, so brands for me this week. Are they week. brands that you'd normally go for? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Right. I'll tell you exactly what I bought, you know. So anyway, let's start at the top like we did last week. And this is with uh, an eye on the cost of living going through the roof. So last week in Tesco, the milk was 84 cent. The milk I bought this week was one euro and nine cent. And that milk uh, is not one of the brands, actually. It's Tesco's own organic milk, Louise. Okay, okay so it's organic. So in a way, it is a brand. You know what I mean? Mm. So uh, not a bad price, I think, for organic milk. A euro and nine is against 84. For the bread, the Tesco bread was 75 cent. I bought a McCluskey's pan. Two euro ninety, and but I love McCluskey's. Well, I tell you, I go to McCluskey's all the time. I nearly buy all my bread in McCluskey's. Uh, it's a small bakery. It employs a lot of people here in the local area, and I love their bread. I love all of their breads, uh, to be honest with you, especially the sourdoughs. But that's what it was: seventy-five own, uh, seventy-five cent against two ninety. Now butter, two forty-nine, Tesco mm-hmm. own brand butter. My butter, <laughs> are you sitting comfortably there? <laughs> Four euro forty five. Did you use it for the pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Only the best. I'll tell you what I bought. Glenstall butter. I don't know whether you ever saw it. It's a, no. It's not. Uh, there's dairy gold there mm. and uh, the others as well and all the other. I love the Glenstall butter. It's a smaller operation again. It is expensive, but I think it's a lovely butter. Four forty five against two forty nine. My eggs. The Tesco own eggs. Half a dozen. One nineteen. My half dozen this week, €2.10. So nearly, you know, not far off a euro in the difference, but they are Tesco finest free-range corn-fed eggs, no less. That's what they are. Now, normally, I'd buy from the machine out your way, out Ballamagheny, €3 for a dozen lovely fresh eggs, which I bought on Sunday for Pancake Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely did for Pancake Tuesday. Tea bags. We love Barry's tea. We've actually been converted to Barry's in the last year, thanks to Kieran. Uh, to be honest with you. The Barry's red tea bags. Tesco tea bags last week, one fifteen. Barry's €3.60. Euro 360 for the Barry's. Big, big difference there. Very big difference. Have you tasted the, like the, the own brand yes. tea versus Barry's tea? Yes. And do you find a big difference? Uh, I have a box of Barry's uh, that'll never leave the house and the other box... Uh, it's there and we'll use it all right but there is a difference I love Barry's tea I have to say I love the Barry's tea and the red one as well now mincemeat I bought. I went for Tesco organic 5% fat in the mince 5 euro 5 euro for mine this week 3 euro last week for the Tesco mince and it was good quality mincemeat as well 10% fat I think in it pasta sauce last week 53 cent this week Dalmio one ninety nine. For the Dalmio jar, the same jar as against 53 cent. You would, I do want to say something though, you would get three for a fiver, which would bring it down to 166 if you were buying them in bulk like that. Grated cheese, nothing for me but the fillet of cheddar, Kilmeden. Nothing else for me but Kilmeden. Anyway, I pay for it. The grated cheese in Tesco, 200 grams, 135, Tesco own, Kilmeden, 299. For the same... Yeah, yeah, more or less the same. Two ninety nine as against one thirty five. Same size and everything. Spaghetti, Tesco spaghetti, 53 cent. The Roma spaghetti, Roma, which is the brand, one fifty nine. A euro and six euro for the Roma. But I actually like 
the Tesco uh, oh, finest Tesco finest spaghetti, one fifty nine. That'd come in if I, if I went for that one. And finally, the chocolate digestive biscuits <laughs> with Tesco own brand, forty cent for the privilege of putting into your gob a McVitie's chocolate milk chocolate digestive, one ninety nine, one ninety nine as against forty cent. So, Miss Louise Walsh. Huge. The totals. If I add up the Tesco own brands, mm-hmm. the 10 items come to €12.23. The branded items come to €27.70. It's a lot. I paid €15.47 more for my brands this week. Over double. Than I did for the branded products. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a huge saving Ma- in yeah. anyone's book. If you work that out over a year... It's 900 euro. Of a saving? Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Almost but 900 it just, euro. it bears saying, you know, you were saying the McCluskey's and, and yes. you know, the Glenisk, is that what the butter? Or the Glen? butter was uh, Glenstall. Glenstall, yeah. the smaller operations. Yes. A lot of pressure on them, you know, because oh, they're yeah. trying to pay with the higher electricity and all that. They are. And you have to take that into account mm. as well. And they There's pre- still a lot of squeeze on them like yeah, as well now. Yes, there's a big squeeze on, on small producers with their electricity and uh, gas and everything else, labour costs, everything, you name it as well. But that is a huge saving. So there you are. It's open. It's opened my eyes. Now, it really has opened my eyes. Would I switch? No. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I'm happy to... I have too much money. <laughs> I don't, but I like to eat well and I, I love the brands and that type of stuff. But is there, like, out of all of them, is there a brand that you tried and a non-brand that you tried that you actually said, I actually prefer the non-brand or well, I, there isn't I, that much of a difference between the two? Well, there's not much of a difference, to be honest with you, in the spaghetti or the grated cheese. You know mm. what I mean? There's a difference, I think, in the pasta sauce. The mince is a good quality mince. Definitely a difference in the tea bags. Eggs, you know, depends what you want from eggs. I love the machine eggs where I buy them. They're fresh. Uh, the butter is more expensive. I could get away with less and I don't think I'd, I'd tell a lot of difference there. The bread, definitely McCluskey's for me all the way. And the milk, I love the organic milk. So, you know, but I, will, will I change totally? No, but I might change to a degree, I will say. Jerry, you should try banana in your pancakes. I mean, in the pancakes, says a listener. Mash up the banana and beat it through your mix that you mentioned there. And then do your pancakes. What about that, Louise? That sounds lovely. I love bananas. Oh, jeez, I love bananas. I have all my life loved bananas. I really do. Anyway, thank you for that lovely tip. I will try, I promise you. Um, so in the softer, but you know, the blacker bananas would be nicer. Softer, yeah, yeah, rather than the tough ones. I have a, a nice little bit of ripeness with them. Hi, Jerry, says another listener. I shop in Tesco every week and I really do prefer Tesco own brands. I don't know any diff, I don't notice any difference in taste, says Polly. Thank Thank you very much indeed for getting in touch with us. You did sl- something different to me. This is this is where Louise's hoarding instincts comes <laughs> into play really importantly for this Find exercise. receipts in the world. Uh, yes, <laughs> because you went back and dug out receipts from what, last year and... I just found two receipts, one from Little from 30th of July last year yes. and the other from... Tesco of the 28th of the 11th, 2020. Okay, so Tesco is November 2020, mm. Lidl was summer last year. So, is is there huge differentials? In practice? First of all, have things, are there some things have stayed the same? Yes. yes. Now, I'm, I'm going with Lidl because yeah. that was the, the other one is really a Christmas okay. list as such yeah. that you wouldn't get, be getting every day. Yeah. So, I found from 
last July till now, roughly yeah. in the last week or so, special flakes in little, which yeah. is like special K. Mm. They were 89 cent last July. Yes. They're now 129. Oh, my God. So that's, that's a, a significant rise. 40, yeah. Oh, that's a big rise. That's 30 to 40 percent of it. 30 percent anyway of a rise there. OK. The Honey Hoops and the Weetabix are the same at 129 and 189 respectively. No change no there. No change. Irish chicken breast. Now, this is a big pack for the family yes. pack. Uh, 849 last July, 879 there now. Not much. Mm, but it's, no still, it's still a jump. Look, I'm saying not much. 30 cent. All adds it, up. They all went up 30 yes, cent. Yes, in that period of time. OK. Um, mince Beef is the same. Um, chocolate chip cookies were 65 cent last July mm. and there in the last few weeks are 59 cents. So they've actually so gone they've down. dropped in price. Mm. Yes, Interesting. That's, that's an exception, I would say, to the rule when yeah. you mentioned that. And I, I can't remember them being on offer. You know, that's yeah. why I can't remember a drop or whatever. Mm. Mm. Um, instant coffee, which I love, um, was three forty nine last July, and that's gone up twenty cent to three sixty nine. Okay, rise, rise, rise. rise. Mild red grated cheese still mm. the same at two sixty nine. Mm. Uh, baby potatoes same forty nine cent. White lasagna sauce is the same at seventy five cent, um, and cooked Irish ham same one ninety nine. Okay, so 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 uh, a lot have stayed the same. Yes, and 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 rise with some one tiny little drop there exceptionally. So that's Lidl from that's Lidl. Last um, summer, last, last summer, last yeah. summer to now. Now mm-hmm. you're going back to Tesco in uh, just before Christmas, November 2020, which is you know a year and what three months ago, two three months mm-hmm. ago. So what have you noticed there? The only difference, as I said again, most of these were Christmas items, mm. so I'm not going to yes. salad tomatoes same price. Yeah. Um, milk one liter is was 75 cent now 85 cent mm. and 3 litres of milk was 2 euro now 2.29 so the milk is up the milk is up mm, for sure mm. and uh, butter and all that were up as well but we covered that last week yeah, yeah so overall the trend you can see it when you go back to those old receipts and when you shop mm. last weekend I hold on uh, to these receipts now for the rest of the year <laughs> <laughs> it shows you it, it it is beneficial actually to uh to have them and, and and hold on to them hi jerry it's your one and only magella i'm oh, magella haven't heard from you for a while my daddy used to put raisins in his pancakes god bless him raisins are lovely they're they're another addition to the pancake as well keep your messages coming to us anyway louise will you explain to me what an ambigram is an ambigram oh yeah today is um, palindrome and ambigram when you can the date Jerry. The, the, today is the 22nd of the 2nd 2022 never and happened you can again read it I think it's backwards as forwards and upside down upside down is that what ambigram means mm. an ambigram so today is and if you split it it's actually two palindromes oh all right, very good sure you've done a lot of research on this mm. to be honest with you but the 22nd of the 2nd 22 I think it's the bingo ads here all the twos 22 you know the call out mm-hmm. there all the twos it is today so an ambigram you can read it upside down left to right right to left you name it that's what it's all about so today is ambigram and palindrome day with the date that's in it and as I said this they day they say it's meant to be a very positive day energy is wise is it really oh jeez I'm getting me energy from pancakes it must be it must be this to do with this day that we're in there you go it'll never never ever happen again so that's the day we are in the 22nd of February a week away 
from uh, the real Pancake Tuesday, which is... <laughs> Why are you giving up tomorrow, Jerry? <laughs> Actually, if tomorrow was the give up Wednesday... It'll be a nice short run until next Tuesday. Yeah, give up next Pancake <laughs> you've, you've Tuesday. You've actually given me an idea there, yeah, that I could do a short Lenten uh, denial this year if I went uh, <laughs> along those lines and was thinking like that. Sure, I showed you my diary. I had it written in right. But God, I just never checked it, to be honest with you. But I was convinced. Got the eggs, got the fresh milk, got everything. Anyway, we're talking to producers across the northeast on your leg lunch today that'll set you fair for the real Pancake Tuesday, but taking us towards news and weather at two. It's Something Happens and Parachute. Take a parachute and jump. Thank you for your comments. Listen to this one. Frances Griffin has been in touch with us. Uh, she does a shopping every week in Super Value Trim. Normally when you go in there, there's a shopping trolley full of groceries that are on special offer. While Frances was doing her normal shop, she noticed the trolley in the centre a few times, so she went over to look. She noticed the Weedabix and a few others were on special offer, so she started loading them into her trolley. It turned out she was taking someone else's shopping from their <laughs> trolley. <laughs> Lucky the gentleman found it very funny and the man in question, <laughs> Jerry, was Fred Cook's dad. Oh, and they brilliant. had just the greatest <laughs> laugh ever about it. Isn't that brilliant, Louise? That'll Isn't be in it? Fred's new show now. <laughs> oh, I, I, Francis, you're going to be... St- the star, that's for sure, of Fred. Isn't that just brilliant? I, I told you that one day you I went off. Away, yeah. I walked away with another Fliss trolley. <laughs> he said, excuse me, could I have my trolley back? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do it after he paid? Oh, I wish, I wish. Jeez, I was mortal. I was mortal. I was purple in the cheeks. <laughs> another one here, Jerry, my dad, uh, Jerry Hill, makes the best gluten-free pancakes. He's an expert. He makes a big tower of them and we wouldn't be allowed to touch them till he'd about 10 made, God love him. He'd be slaving over the pan all day with 600 hungry kids uh, drooling over him great memories I think I'm going to make some for him this week thank you indeed Aww. for those comments give them coming to us 086 1800 658 by whatsapp or text now so as we have you ready for next Tuesday when we won't even be talking about it on the show because we're doing it all today uh, we want to sort your eggs milk and flour out so we're starting with the hens and I'm delighted to say hello and to welcome back to Late Lunch because I interviewed her many moons ago but I think it was about a book at the time but she is the woman behind Heidel Organic Farm at Hayestown in County Mead Fiona Crow, great to talk to you again Hello, how are you? I'm really, really good. Well, 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 when we saw our organic farm with hens and eggs, we said we got to have a chat with this woman because we want to make the best pancakes ever in a week's time. Tell me about you and this organic farm. When did it all begin or how did it begin for you, Fiona? Uh, well, it began in about 1995 when we moved to Hayestown and uh, we were wondering what we would do with the small farm we had bought. And we always had hens. And uh, a friend of mine said to me, go into organic eggs. Um, it fit with our ethos and that was the way we wanted to go. So we got the magnificent sum of 100 hens, uh, which terrified me. And we've been up to more than a 1,000. Um, at the moment, we keep about seven or 800 hens and uh, they're all kept organically. They're fed organic feed. They're raised organically. I buy day-old chicks, which I bought 280 last Friday, 
trying to avoid that storm. Mm. Um, and they're five days old now. We raise them from that age. We don't kill them. They live with us for the whole of their lives. They're never cleared out. They, um, they just grow up. They lay eggs for us and they grow old with us. Oh, you know something? That's so nice to hear because that isn't the lot of so many battery hens. It's a short, you know this, it's a short lifetime they have and they just lay and lay and lay and then it's all over for them. So your ladies live with you and go to old age and pass away of their own accord. When will those, let's take us, take me through a lifetime of a laying hen. So you have those day old, the five days old now. When will they start to lay eggs? Uh, five or six months, depending on the time of year. So they'll be five months in, say, June, which is quite a good time of year for them to start laying. The days are nice and long. The weather's good, not like at the moment, which is awful for hens. Um, and uh, then they will lay with us, well, until they die. Unfortunately, we have the same hens. We can only get conventional hens, uh, well, chicks. Mm. that I buy. So they're not built to last a, a long time. They are they are bred to lay eggs. Mm. And um, how long would your hens typically live for? What's a lifespan? Uh, the lifespan average would be about two and a half years. Okay. Well, I know uh, it's, it's much shorter if you're talking about a battery hen, for sure. Yes, that is a long lifespan. Yes. Would you like another variety? That are, are, are there varieties that live longer, but you just can't get your hands on them? Is oh, that it? Yes. No, we can get our hands on them. They're purebred birds, but they're not uh, They're not bred to lay eggs. I see. I yeah. see. So, so these, these have been kind of engineered yes. genetically yeah. so that they lay eggs. They don't grow big and fat and heavy. All they want to do is lay eggs. They don't want to hatch eggs. eggs. They don't want to be mothers, generally. Yeah. And uh, that's their life, laying eggs. End of story. Now, tell me, when they lay eggs, how many eggs will you get off a hen in a week? Will they lay one a day? Um, now, funnily enough, small flocks, your backyard hens, when they're kept in four, five and sixes, will lay an egg every day mm. because they're, uh, that's the way hens should be kept. We keep flocks of four or five hundred, which is tiny compared to conventional flocks, yes. where the smallest is five thousand birds. Um, so they lay a bit less. We might get five eggs a week okay. from our hens. And is that all year, or is it depending on the yes. weather and the light and the seasons? Well, it does depend on weather with us because our birds get out every day except okay. when they're locked in by decree of the department as they are at the moment. Um, so they are subject to the weather. They don't like these storms. They don't like windy days. They don't like wet days. Uh, funnily enough, they don't like it too hot either. Mm. And all those things are catered for in the conventional birds mm. because they never see the outside. I take it you're talking about avian flu when you say they're confined right. at the moment, yes. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. it is an issue for all poultry people at this point it in is. time. And that's understandable. But by God, with the weather the last couple of weeks, Fiona, <laughs> Jesus, you wouldn't have a feather in the place, never mind. No. <laughs> No, they wouldn't be putting their nose out the no, door anyway. No, no not at all. That, that is for sure. So you 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 feed them completely organically, and they have a, a they have plenty of access to the outdoors, so they can pick worms and grubs and things like yeah. that that all make those eggs yeah. gorgeous. Yes, all those things. Uh, yeah, good organic grass and plenty of little bugs and things that's jumping about the place, just like hens used to when they lived in the farmyard. Mm. You know, you went down to the farm and got yourself half a dozen eggs, and they were. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. The the issue of predation from the skies or on the ground, I'm talking about Johnny the Fox and in the air, the birds of prey. Are are those issues for you? Uh, Now, uh, we have um, a family or two families of uh, predator birds living close to us. And uh, I can't let these chicks out until they're big enough, maybe 10 or 12 weeks, because they would be taken. Okay. Now, the big birds wouldn't. Mm. There's nothing, there's no eagles or anything around yes. that, would, uh, yeah. that would take birds. But the fox is a nightmare. Yes. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. Right. So the fox will always get his share. Uh, yes. And it's so hard. People, very self-righteous people, and they say, oh, well, you should have better fences. Oh, well, you should have better this and you should have better that. The fox is so clever. Mm. It, it is just so hard to fence them out and stop them. And I mean, they live in the countryside and I suppose they're entitled to live as well. But yes. um, And I don't actually mind them taking them from the field when they're free-ranging because that is generally the slower and the older birds. Not that I don't mind, yeah. uh, but, you know, you can kind of justify that. But if they get into a house, they just go on a killing spree, ah, which yeah. is very hard to yeah that uh, is that is the worst scenario to come across yeah. where they've bare yeah. penetrated so you have to do your best to keep them out of the houses I take oh, it yeah. I take it they're indoors at night they're out daytime they're oh, in they every are. night yeah, yeah. yeah. they For come f- in at dusk of their own accord they don't like being out in the dark <laughs> yeah and the, from the sky you're talking about buzzers there a sparrowhawk or, or what uh, sparrowhawks are too small, small well yeah. they'd take the chicks of course they would okay. take small birds but yeah. um, buzzards yes but buzzards are so noisy themselves mm. you always know when they're around because they can't keep their mouths shut they're yes, yes. way up there and you know they're there and then the birds all make for home going home quick yes. they don't like it yeah and and you know they have proliferated there are species that have come back into Ireland yes. and there's more of them now than yeah. ever so look organically fed the run of the land there they yeah. uh, live their full lifetimes what about the end product the egg if I blindfolded you tomorrow Fiona Crow <laughs> yes. and uh, I fried or boiled or whatever I did with an egg for you and put it in front of you let's say a nice soft egg in oh, its shell good. with your yeah. soldier to dip in would yeah. you be able to tell that the uh, egg that you like most is a Heidel organic farm egg? Uh, well, yes, not only me. And if you ask my daughter, who doesn't really like eggs, how's that? Uh, she says they're too eggy. They're just too eggy. <laughs> but um, we, we sell to uh, Caviston's in uh, Dunleary, who have a very fancy food store there and uh, yeah. fish, whatever. Mrs Caviston doesn't eat an egg unless it's a Heidel egg. There you go. So uh, when yeah. your daughter says that, that is really the stamp <laughs> of it. They're too eggy. I yeah. just love that. What a, what a saying that is. You, yeah. you mentioned Cavistons. What about here in the northeast? Are your eggs available to buy here? Uh, our own local shop down in um, Hayestown, the Circle K, they sell our eggs, yes. And okay. there's a butcher's in Black Castle in Navan. Yep. Uh, there's an organic farm at Garlow Cross. Mm-hmm. So you have um, a, you have a few outlets, but you sell into yeah. the trade, is it? When you mentioned Caviston's no. and that, no, no, they sell them in the shop. Oh, I see, in the shop yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we sell them to a very nice organic shop in Maynooth called I Love Organic, and they deliver if anybody wanted them delivered. And um, I am just on my way this afternoon to the cafe in the Phoenix Park beside the uh, Walled Garden, 
Uh, they use all our eggs in their absolutely magnificent food. They have their wonderful food. I'm sure a fella called Higgins pops in and says, <laughs> could I have a Hydel organic farm egg, please? <laughs> and, oh, yes, maybe he does. I'm sure the president cracks them on his plate uh, in the mornings and, and enjoys them too. And you don't sell directly to the public or anything like that. No, it's out through those outlets, is oh, it? No, well, we do if they call to the farm, yeah. Okay, okay. But, uh, the shop is just at the bottom of, the, of our road, the Haytown yes. shop, so okay. it's, it's convenient. Well, I'll tell you two things before I go. Um, what way do you love your eggs, Fiona? Oh, soft-boiled. Ah, oh, listen. Yeah. It's very hard to beat, especially when yeah. you have a, How many minutes do you give it? Oh, three and no more. No more. Three Definitely minutes in a bubble and out. Is that it? Bubble it uh, for three minutes and out. Oh, no, no, no. I put them in cold water. Cold? And, yeah. br- bring it to the yeah. boil. Three yeah. minutes. And then three minutes, yeah. And that's it. That's a good yeah. tip for anybody today because it's often hard to get them uh, just right. Just right, yeah. And the last thing before you go, um, we're, we're doing Pancake Tuesday. Now, don't think we've lost the run of ourselves yet. Well, we have, honestly, Fiona, to be honest, <laughs> a week ahead. But we're getting everybody ready. But what yeah. I'd hope to do next week, if I could get half a dozen of your eggs, yeah. uh, it would be great because I'd like to incorporate them into the pancakes we're going to talk about a week today. Would that be all right? If it could? That would be perfect. That is Smash great it. because now we have our organic eggs from Hydell Organic Farm absolutely sorted. You get on your way there. Mind your girls and well done to you on, on a fantastic business in County Meath. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Fiona. Fiona Crow there from Hydell Organic Farm. So, Louise, that, is that OK then? I think we have the eggs sorted there. You'll be able to help me on that. We'll get a half a dozen of those, won't we? Yeah. And we'll have them for next week. So that's our eggs sorted. Very interesting, isn't it, talking about them, the, mm. the lifespan? I wonder and- what she means by too eggy. <laughs> too eggy. That's a real child thing, isn't it? It's too, it's too eggy, yeah. That I told you before, my better half has never eaten an egg in all of her life. Really? Never, ever, ever. And she cooks with them? All the time. Great baker, fantastic. Do them for you. Does a great egg to cook them for anybody. Never passed her lips. Ever, ever, ever in her lifetime. She did cake and everything with yes. the eggs in it, but yeah. she just wouldn't eat an actual <laughs> egg. She'd stop. No, never. Isn't that something else? It really is. I feel wow. she, she lives She's in a She's missing pri- out. She's missing out. It's a private life. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after the break, we're back with your two on Tuesday. Yes, it's time for your two on Tuesday on Late Lunch. And today, we go back to 1985. A pop classic and a groundbreaking video where pencil sketches come to life. Surely all that was enough to propel this one to number one. Well, you know something? It never made number one. And I always thought it did. It was stuck at number two and couldn't make the top spot. It's aha and take on me. Aha, aha, take on me. Number two in the UK charts in late October 85. Fantastic song. So what prevented it from getting to number one? Well, when I tell you the song that did became the first million selling single in the UK for a female artist. It was the ninth best selling single of that decade. 
and the best-selling single by a mile in the year it was released. This was the number one that kept Aha off Top Spot. The whispers in the morning Of lovers sleeping tight Jennifer Rush. I was going to cut it, but I just couldn't cut it. The Power of Love. What a power ballad of a song that is. Hey, Louise, there was some smooching done to that one in the disco. <laughs> I can tell you for sure. They were all wearing their leather skirts. Oh, God. Including the men. Will you stop? Will you stop? When men were men and women were women. <laughs> <laughs> the power ballad that took the nation by storm. Yes, it's a lovely Jennifer song, Rush. but Aha, I think we're robbed. Do you think so? Mm. Mm, Aha, great song, great really song. great song. But that song made that woman oh so much, and uh, really propelled her to the top. I remember when it was number one. I wasn't in discos. I remember I was fishing lock mask. <laughs> <laughs> and some we were out fishing and one that I forget who was with said <laughs> some of the boys it. were talking about your woman in the leather skirt <laughs> I said will you stop there's a trout rising about 15 yards down there below us <laughs> so you all sang and sang the yeah. song and the trout yeah. jumped into the boat <laughs> we, how did you know that <laughs> how did you know that <laughs> that's that's my memory of Jennifer Rush. She was saying take on me and tried to <laughs> try to get the octave. Oh my God almighty. Memories, memories. Anyway, that's your two on Tuesday this Tuesday. We'll be back with another one next week on the Tuesday. Which is Pancake Tuesday next week. I'm getting messages. You're confusing us all. <laughs> Eddie's been on to me. Said it. Take it. You'll be doing Christmas on the 18th of December on yeah. late lunch. Yes, we are Eddie. We've it all planned the already. November. It's the We're year. Taking holidays. Yeah. <laughs> We're, uh, it's the week ahead year on late lunch. It certainly is. Anyway, still to come on the show. We've sorted your organic eggs. The Miller is next. James Tallon has done some job on Martry Mill. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, talked to him many moons ago, but uh, he produces the most brilliant flower and we're hoping to get hold of some of it as well ahead of next week and have a chat with him about how things are and his uh, hopes for the year ahead as the nation opens up. Fiona Crow has sorted the eggs for next week. I'm hoping we can organise a bit of flour now from a wonderful man. Yes, he brought Martry Mill back to life and he's joined us on the show previously and he's back with me again today. James Tallon, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm really, really good. Thank you for joining us again the show. I'll get to the point of this chat in a few moments, but look, just remind our listeners about the wonderful mill. It dates back to what, 1641? The current building dates back to 1641, but we can all go back even much further than that to 1323, when we know there was a mill on the site since 1323. The current building, though, is there since 1641. My, oh my, such a, a testament to longevity and, and building uh, skills. Who, who built it initially? Uh, the mill initially, in, in 1323, it was owned by a family called the Turlingtons. And um, down through the years that it, it changed hands and it ended up to the local landlord mill, the Tisdale family in Charlesport. They mm. owned Marchery Mill on, as was part of their estate and um, remained their estate, part of their estate until 1903 when my family bought it out. Having worked there as tenants of the landlord since 1859, isn't that a great story that a tenant was able to then buy out the place? And that was Thomas 
Talon, your great uh, grandfather who, who took charge of the mill at that stage. Now, the Boyne, coming on the years, and your family had it, and it was a working mill uh, through the First and Second World Wars, where they worked 24 hours a day, you know, serving the surrounding areas in Meath and Cavan. The Boyne drainage scheme, I remember this from an angling point of view and the disaster it was. It was a disaster for you in the mill as well. It was a disaster for us in the mill as well because at that time it more or less felt the end of the mill because the the river was being level, was being lowered about 10 feet at the back of the mill so that the water was literally being taken away from the the water wheel. But we we fought a very vigorous campaign at the time to save the the mill and to to have it restored which, with a, a lot of public support and local support, we succeeded in doing, and we managed to continue on, and here we are still in 2022. Fantastic. And and in in your family's time, there have been a number of restorations. I know uh, your dad re-roofed it in the 60s, um, and then it was re- the, the sluice gates and the iconic water wheel had to be attended to in the 70s. And then you come in in the 80s. What did you do? Well, it, it, I came in in the 80s, and we completely restored uh, a, a lot of the floors on the interior of the building. We took out a lot of the, the very old floors and old stairs and the old windows, so we gave the whole interior of the building a, a massive facelift in 1985-86. And then in 2012, we complete, We brought over actually brought over German engineers from East Germany, and they completely restored the water wheel, the sluice gate, all the, the wooden parts of the mill machinery, the cog wheels inside, were all replaced by our German, what we call our German friends. And you've been working away happily ever since, bar this blinking pandemic. Did you mill through the pandemic? We milled through through the pandemic. If you remember the early part of the pandemic when there was no flour and no bread and shelves were empty in the, in the very early days, Yes, we, we were nearly back to wartime times when we could have milled 24 hours a day to supply the people with flour for bread making. Yeah. Now, we were busy throughout the whole pandemic and we kept going the whole way through the pandemic and people that started baking then, luckily enough, have continued baking and um, we're still going strong. Isn't it funny, James, that the pandemic, it just shows you that Many, you know, businesses and the way we worked of yesteryear still can have a place when the wheels come off the wagon in terms of the world and society. And there you are. You were centre stage. You producing uh, as busy as you were ever in the history of the mill because the demand was there. Isn't that just a lesson? It's a, absolutely, it's a lesson, and it's great. But well, of course, when you're involved in the food business or something that's provi- providing food, you're always going to have a market. But it was great to be able to keep that market there and to, to be able to sort of bypass the modern era of modern milling and all that, mm. and, and keep the traditional methods alive because there's so few of those, these mills alive still in the country. Yeah. It's great to be the, the one to be able to do it. And the, the, what I was thinking of the pandemic in the two years, because I remember talking to you previously, how, how much joy you got out of the school tours and the visitors that came to see the mill working and that. That was all knocked on the head. That was all knocked on the head. That was one of the big things that we missed for the last two, two and a half years. And uh, we're really looking forward to this spring and summer now to getting our school tours and group tours on that back to the mill because there's nothing better than to see people 
sort of awestruck by the whole process of the, the big millstones grinding the flour and how it, how it actually happens and seeing the water wheel outside mm. going round just nice and slowly and the millstones flying around inside and the, the smell of the flour being ground. We're really looking forward to having people back to just feel the, the atmosphere of the mill again. Mm. And something I want to ask you when you mentioned... Uh, the water and it of course it is the flow of water that turns uh, the big wheel that makes everything happen how do you cope when you have uh, look we've had three months I don't have to remind you we had two to three months of very calm weather little rain very dry for the time of year by God James we are making up for it now in terms of these storms and the amount of water falling how do you cope when you have a massive flood like at the moment and then on the other side summertime low levels um, well, summertime low levels is actually better for us because the weir at the at the mill holds back the water, so you have a mm. pond of water, you have a differential of yes. water of high wa- higher water held back by the weir, so that works very well. So the summertime generally isn't the problem. The wintertime, the last week in particular, has been very tough because we've, as you said, we've had quite a lot of rain and the river is very very high at the moment. So we have to cheat a little bit and use electric power to drive the millstones when the river is very, very high, like it is at the minute. It's too uh, forceful to allow it drive the the big wheel outdoors when it's like this, is it? It it is. When the wheel disappears, which happens when the river comes up and and the the river is level the whole way, there's no head of water to drive the the millstones or the mill wheel and... um, it's just the flow of the river then there's actually no power in the water interesting isn't it different challenges for different uh, times yeah I was just thinking about the more water you have the better it is Mm. but in fact the less water you have and you're back it's much better than having too much volume of water yeah, you can manage it better. Now, explain to me your your milling process. There, you produce wholemeal flour, just wholemeal. Is that it? What is wholemeal? Whole wholemeal basically is the whole grain of wheat. We grind the whole grain of wheat. There's nothing added to it. There's nothing taken from it. There's no dye in it. A lot of the flours that we use now, like like white flour, there's no such a thing really as white flour. There's cream flour. White flour is actually dyed white make it white so there's no such a thing so we don't actually add anything to our grain of wheat we just grind the whole grain so the whole bran and everything on the wheat is there so it's a a very very healthy product Mm. as I said nothing added to the grain nothing taken from it it's exactly the same as you would have bought it three, four, five hundred years ago six hundred years ago whatever you like number of years you like to say and it's smooth as well. You know, when people say, and we know, uh, say in bread terms, plain white bread, wholemeal bread, uh, whole grain bread, and whole grain bread is full of grains and that. Your flour is, the wholemeal flour is a smooth flour, but it, it's certainly not a white colour. It's a smooth flour. It's certainly not a white colour. No, it's, it's, it's the whole grain. There's nothing, as I say, nothing added, no dye, no bleach, nothing added to it to, to make a size. It's exactly as, it, as the whole grain is ground and the bran on the brain all is ground and it's all there and there's a wheat germ all ground all in the wholemeal flour and I see you are very kind because for your flour you provide a number of recipes and lo and behold on our uh, week early pancake Tuesday and late lunch I just noticed that you have a recipe for wholemeal pancakes for wholemeal pancakes that's right 
And, you know, it's basically, you know, the flour again, eggs, uh, milk. And you add a little uh, little touches that I, I would really fancy, I think, as well. Um, a little touch of cinnamon in there and also uh, vanilla extract. Vanilla extract, yeah. It's just the, one of the things about making pancakes, really, is that you can do anything you like with them. You can add any mm. little flavour, any little flavour you like. They're, they're very versatile to add any little flavour you if you didn't like cinnamon and you preferred nutmeg, for example, you could add a little shake of nutmeg into it. Yes. And what? then you, then with your your flavour afterwards, you, you you can have honey, you can have maple syrup, you can have um, chocolate, you can have any any topping you like on your pancakes, fresh mm. fruit, bananas, anything. Mm, the 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 sky's the limit. But you would definitely say. That uh, when you taste bread or anything made made from your wholemeal flour, including your gorgeous pancakes, it's the wholemeal flour makes the difference from Martry Mill. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure the person with the egg producer will say it's the farm fresh <laughs> <Yes>. eggs. <laughs> yes, she has already, and and I know you you believe in that too. And the the proof Absolutely. is in the pudding. People love it, and they taste it. Now, um, tell me this: two things. The stones within that grind the uh, uh, the uh, the husk of, of of the wheat or whatever down, um, do they last long time? Well, the, the, the stones that are, that are grinding in the mill at the minute are the stones that were there in the mill when we came in eighteen fifty nine. So they've been grinding since long before eighteen fifty nine, <laughs> and they're still perfect. Isn't that just something else? God Almighty, I thought we're all the wear and tear, but there you are, that you still have the originals there. What's your favourite? Because I have to be fair to you, I said it to the egg woman as well. In terms of your uh, flour, your beautiful wholemeal flour, what's your favourite dish or that you love to eat that uh, flour is the main ingredient of? Well, I would have to say brown bread. There is absolutely nothing like a fresh loaf of brown bread baked and cut when it's still warm and yeah. plenty of butter and nice homemade jam. I think there's absolutely nothing to beat that. <laughs> I think we'll have to dedicate a day, never mind Pancake Day, to that particular dish you just mentioned there because, my God, is there nothing more wholesome or nice or brings back memories to so many people. So here's the thing, James, while I say, before I say goodbye to you, Next week for the day, which is next Tuesday, we're going to have pancakes made from Fiona Crow in Heidel Organic Farm. She has beautiful eggs, so she's going to give us a half a dozen. Could we could we uh, lean on you to give us um, a little bag of flour to prove the point that Martry Mill flour is best? Absolutely. That would be no problem at all. Good on you, James. So we have the egg sorted now. We have the flour. We're just needing of the best milk in the country and we're going to sort that in a little while too. Anyway, you'll be back open for tours. You mentioned uh, late spring, summertime, that time, yeah? We're back open any time now after St. Patrick's Day, say for school tours and group tours. We'll be delighted to welcome people back to the mill. Great stuff. And delighted to hear you've played such a pivotal role as well in the last couple of years and you're grinding away there and uh, keeping uh, the uh, area supplied and beyond with wonderful, wonderful flour. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Wish you well, James.
Thank you very much and thanks for having me. Not at all. You're very welcome. Great guy, James Tallon. He really is. Met him many moons ago. And would you believe it, I still haven't got over to see the Blimmin' Mill. And, and I'd promised him that I'd go and see it and see it. I'll have to now with the reopening up. Do you have that many things to do? There won't be enough hours in the day and people to see and things to visit. Do you ever feel like that? That you just haven't got enough time? And yet you have. Yet we can make time and fit things in. That is for sure. Anyway, eggs, flour... All we need is milk. The milk is coming up a little bit later on. I promise you that. As is uh, my soundtrack from a musical this week. And it's a wonderful musical, Jersey Boys. And uh, I have a great one lined up for, from that musical for you this afternoon. If you want to say anything to us, get in touch on the show. Don't forget the usual numbers. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text 041-983-2000 if you want to call in. And, and out of hours, if you ever want to reach us on Late Lunch, if you have a story, if you have a guest, if you want to say anything to us or comment, latelunch at lmfm.ie. That's the email address, latelunch at lmfm.ie. Will I have another pancake? Ah, let me think about it for the next three minutes. Mr. Billy Joel, or Joel to some people, and the wonderful piano man. I want to see him again. I'd just love to see him once more. And I'll tell you where I'd love to see him. In Madison Square Garden. He holds the record for the most performances ever in Madison Square Garden. He's a regular there. I'd love to see him. I really would. I've seen him a number of occasions, but that just would be the icing on the cake. Please, God, someday. Jerry, would you mind asking people to take up the Green KM litter picking campaign? Your local council supplies the bags and the gloves and people pick in their own area. It makes a big, big difference. I'm probably wasting my breath talking to so many people out there who just discard rubbish anywhere and everywhere. There's something wrong with people like that. They don't realise the damage they're causing the environment. Thanks. That comes in this afternoon from an avid listener. Delighted to mention that because it is a very important thing. And the more you go about and you see it, geez, like some people are just filthy. There's no care for anything. They throw stuff away. Don't care about who has to pick it up or whatever. But that's a good campaign to join. I, I encourage people to join it as well. And if we all do a little bit in our own area, around our own houses and that and out front to start off and maybe a little wider from there, it will make a real difference. And I think litter is a scourge. I hate to see it. Litter is just no know especially when visitors come to your area and they see it and that they must just turn them off it turns me off and i i blink and will live here anyway late lunch lmfm radio this tuesday afternoon the milk yes the milk we're going to sort that after three along with yes i'm going to play a brilliant song from my soundtrack jersey boys seven touches in a match lukaku for chelsea and he cost them 90 million that's about 13 million per touch of the ball the weekend <laughs> When you think about it, isn't it just ridiculous? My God, he's struggling there. He should have stayed with Milan. What did he go near Chelsea for at all? Anyway, nice message in there about uh, Fiona Crow, who joined us earlier on from Heidel Organic Farm, about the eggs. Uh, Anne's been on to say, really lovely to hear Fiona on your show this afternoon, Jerry. Just to let you know, she's multi-talented. She ran a super play school in Donna Bate many years ago. Thanks for letting us know that as well. She was great, wasn't she? She's fantastic woman is right now my soundtrack this week comes from the stage musical Jersey Boys and I mentioned yesterday that it ran for almost 12 years on Broadway I think it was the third longest running at the time until it closed in um, 
2017. Uh, but it, it didn't close for long because months later it reopened off-Broadway. If you know New York, Broadway is the main bunch of theatres there and then off-Broadway there are the smaller theatres where shows go on. It, it reopened there later in 2017 but had to close in March 2020 because of the coronavirus pandemic. But it has reopened since November last year at the New World Stages Theatre off-Broadway in New York. The story of Jersey Boys, yes, it's the musical biography of the four seasons, the rise, tough times and personal clashes, and ultimately the triumph of a group of friends whose music became symbolic of a generation. Far from a mere tribute concert, though it does include a lot of numbers from the Four Seasons songbook, Jersey Boys gets to the heart of relationships at the centre of the group, with a special focus on frontman Frankie Valley, the small kid with the big falsetto. In addition to following the quartet's coming of age as performers, the core of the show is how an allegiance to a code of honour learned on the streets of their native New Jersey got them through a multitude of challenges, including gambling debts, threats from the mafia and major family disasters. Jersey Boys is a glimpse at the people behind the sound that has managed to endure over four four decades and across generations. And today, on Late Lunch, here is Frankie Valley and that falsetto at full throttle. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. What a falsetto that is. Oh my God, the range he has there in the voice. And just a message in there. Jersey Boys, brilliant, Jerry. Got to see it in 2019 off-Broadway. It was fantastic. It is a show, I will tell you, you will go along to and you'll never be at anything like it because I went to see it and I say it again, the audience were on their feet from the first number of the show right through to the very end. No no point in asking anyone to sit down. The whole place just went ape for the duration of the show and I'd never seen anything like that before or since. If you get a chance, if you're away and it's on, or I'd say it will return uh, to Dublin, to the board gosh, at some stage in the future. Do put it on your list to see. It's a fantastic, fantastic show and I'll bring you more about it in words and song on Late Lunch, round about this time on Wednesday afternoon. Tomorrow, but today, we need one more ingredient. We have the eggs organised, the flour is sorted All we need is the best milk. And we have the eggs and flour in County Mead. And as we are LMFM Radio, Loud Mead, shall we have to get the milk from the wee county? And we're going to find out all about it next. The Beatles sang All You Need Is Love. I'm singing today All I Need Is Milk and I think I know where I'm going to get it. You see, six generations of the McLears have been farming at Almondstown Clotter Head for the last 200 years and Brian has combined with Termenfeckin native Sensi, his wife, to produce the most beautiful milk called Feckin Clotter Milk and Sensi's on the line. Hello, Sensi. Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm really good. I love the name. Well, you see, you had to keep the side up for Chairman Feckin, hadn't you, in the title? Oh, definitely. He couldn't have it all all <laughs> one-sided, so he couldn't. <laughs> it couldn't be just Clower Milk. It had to be no. Feckin Clower Milk, so you have both parishes in the bottle. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> anyway, congratulations to you, because I know you're not long open at the Forge Field, but the queues, the queues, Sensi, you must be thrilled. I have to say it's been 
um, really good. It's we didn't expect the way it has gone, mm. but has gone. Um, really, really well. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. So yes. far, anyway. Yeah. Well, no. Everybody we'll look seems at... to be coming back. And yeah. We'll the same faces yeah. coming back every second or third day. So that's good. Yeah, because you see, the forge feel is well established there, and you got to stand in there, which is terrific, and it it has a clientele there anyway. But they cottoned on to you quickly. Tell us about the milk itself. What What are you talking about? What size of a herd? I take it the Frisians. Um, they're actually a mixture. There's, are they? Uh, yeah, yeah. We have Jersey. We've. Um, Good. I think we've hosted Annie's region. Okay. So we, we have a mixture of 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 all of the all of the cows. So yes. We have, Different yeah, breeds. Yeah, he's milking about 130 at the moment. Okay. So, and yeah, so that's keeping them busy. I'm sure. And and actually, uh, when you when you take the different breeds and the different milks, it, it all combines, you know what I mean, to, to add to the, to the finished product as well. So a combination of the three breeds producing all this lovely milk, I take it the majority of it is collected by the tanker and taken away to the dairy. Yeah, that comes about every second day. So we would have... We would take a small majority of that milk and then we would pasteurise it. Yes. But the majority of it would go to the... Um Lakeland, yeah. Yes, yes, they pick it up. Sure, we're familiar with yeah. the lorries uh, running around the roads and picking the milk up from the various farms. But you take uh, uh, some of the milk now and you pasteurise. Is it homogenised your milk as well? Yeah. Oh, non-homogenised. No, 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 it's, it's pasteurised and non-homogenised. Yes, yeah. I see, I see. And so it's, it's, We still have the cream and oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the natural yeah. colour left in, in the and the milk. Indeed you do. I've had the pleasure to drink a bottle of it and it brought me back to the <laughs> days the cream was on my upper lip. You know when you see that, when you see the cream on the upper lip, it brought me back to the days when there used to be a race for the front door to get the bottles first and take the cream on the cornflakes. You know what I'm talking about, Sensi? Oh, yes. Especially... This time we have the metal cap, so you're not fighting the crows <laughs> yes. to get to the to get to the foil. <laughs> <laughs> True, the boards were dimmed. They knew the cream was there, and they'd peck it, and they'd gain, exactly. and yeah, you'd yeah. lose. And is it true that our people actually there early in the morning to get the fresh milk for the cornflakes? Oh yeah, and the porridge. Seemingly the porridge is really, really creamy with the milk. Haven't tried it yet, but I will. Uh, but yeah, no, doesn't. I got a phone call the other day saying that I wasn't here, uh, that he had no milk for his porridge, or no milk for his cornflakes. So, Sensi, <laughs> come on. patiently for me. Yeah, come on, Sensi. You can't be denying a man or a woman the cream on the cornflakes in the morning, I joke. I know. Uh, anyway, so tell me this. You, you, uh, uh, you buy your bottles first. Tell me that. There's two sizes of bottles, yeah? There's two sizes. We have the litre bottle, and which is 350, and your half litre or your pint, which would be 250. And then you go on then, and your milk then, you can buy your litre, which would be 150, or your pint, which would be a euro. And then you just keep coming back then with the glass bottle. You just wash it, you wash your lids, and you just keep coming back. So... Um, the milk will just cost you the one fifty then, or or the euro. So you're reusing your bottles over and over again. So you're not yeah. using your plastic or your cartons. Very or good, that. very good. I love this, and I believe is this true that the bottles are being exported? Yes, there be people coming in and just buying the bottles on their own, but for relatives that are 
that would have moved away mm. and they're posting them away to they've gone I think to the States and Australia so they have so Brilliant. they're not just local <laughs> <laughs> they are they'll be looking in Australia what's this feckin exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah they will indeed uh, but the other thing I want to mention is it's just not the milk because you have a range of little can I call them flavoured shots that you can add to your milk Oh, yes. We have one in particular, the cream egg one, and that's gone really well. I think since it's opened, um, like we're opening only about five, six weeks. Mm. And we have um, about nearly 20 litres gone of the cream egg flavour. <laughs> so, yeah, it seems to people are putting them in the coffees as well. Now, I did try it this morning just to see, and it is actually quite, I probably put a bit too much flavour into it. But it was nice. You can never put too much. I hear there are <laughs> uh, the senses, so to say, am I drinking Baileys? Would that be fair to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, yes. It actually was like a Bailey's coffee this yes. morning. <laughs> and there's no alcohol in it. That's the exactly. great story about it. What, apart from the uh, the cream egg flavour, what else is popular? I see you have strawberry, banana, vanilla, chocolate, orange, oh, my God, bubble gum. What would be the next most popular? Um, the The... Biscuit is actually quite popular is now it? at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, oh, good. Um, yeah no, it's gone really well. Now, we do have the chocolate orange and the mint chocolate as well. So they seem to be going quite well as well. Mm. But the bubble gum now, mm, it's it's an acquired taste. The kids love it. Yes. Oh, they do. Yeah. I, I think maybe because the milk turns blue. Ah, yes, the the attraction on the eye as well as the taste. And tell me at Forge Farm, is it a seven day, is it available seven days there? Yes, we're open, hope, hoping to be here for 10 o'clock. Not always uh, happens, but normally from 10 to 6 and then 12 to 4 on a Sunday. Lovely. So there's no excuse not to get your lovely exactly. farm fresh milk and add whatever flavours you want or you don't want. And that uh, cream for your coffee or your flakes or your porridge, it's there as well too. Well, look, at I'll make a little request to you before we go. I have the eggs from Fiona Crow, High Dell Organic Farm. I have the flour from James Tallon at Martry Mill. Would you do us the honour of giving us maybe a pint of milk to make the pancakes next week? Of course I will. Good on you, Sensi. That's a deal. And then we'll have all the local ingredients combined to produce the best pancakes ever on late lunch next week on Pancake Tuesday. Sensi, wish you well. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Thanks. Not at all. Bye-bye. That's Sensi McClear there from Feckenclower Milk, available at the Forge Field. And now we're sorted for our pancakes for our next week. Tomorrow on the show, we go to Moscow. And our man there from County Louth will be talking to us about the situation. But today we leave you with Lewis Capaldi. Have a nice evening. Eddie Caffrey's on his way next. I'm missing my same old us Before we learned our truth too late The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drada Dundalk and Cabin Order your new Dacia Duster Or the all new Dacia Sendero and Stepway Guaranteed delivery and low rate APR finance Visit blackstonemotors.ie Mother's Day is around the corner Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.